You're listening to the iRacers Lounge Podcast, where we discuss everything iRacing in a casual setting. Enjoy. Welcome to the iRacers Lounge. I'm your host, Mike Ellis. iRacers Lounge is a podcast for the iRacer, where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Joining me are the usual characters, Chris Scales. Good evening. David Hall. Hello, guys. Nick Williams. Hello, everybody. Tony Groves. Good evening, gentlemen. Will Gibson. Hey, what's up, everyone? And special guest, Graham Bolin. Hello. Hey, welcome. Well, thanks for coming on. Big crowd today. (laughs) Today's special guest is brought to you by Sim Lab Racing Sim Products. Uh, If you ever need a a cockpit, check them out. They're real popular, sim-lab.eu. This is our last week of sponsorship with Sim Lab, and we do appreciate... uh, Doing business with them this year, it certainly helps uh, cover some costs and stuff. So thank you to Sim Lab. So Graham Bolin, um, glad to have you on. We want to get to know you a little bit. Uh, you are a Pro Series driver, and we've been watching you in the Pro Series, and you're currently the points leader. But first, before we get into all that, let's go back to the beginning. When uh, did you hear the word iRacing the first time, and what did you do about it? Well, I watched like peak, obviously, 15 and I thought that was cool. And I was already racing in real life. A lot of people don't know this, but I used to race in real life. I did midgets, uh, or like, or like a smaller version of a sprint car on dirt. I used to do midgets, and uh, me and my dad would like go to Gator Motorplex and go around that joint, and it was sick. All right, that's awesome. So you've been on since uh, 2016, and uh, your progression, as I, I look at your, uh, your stats, uh, has been pretty progressive. Uh, you're doing pretty good with the I rating of 7302 and a winning oval percentage of 30%, which is really high. Uh, what do you attribute that to? Is it natural or is it, uh, what do you got? Well, I think I had advantage of racing in real life before this because I already had like car control and all that down. I just needed to learn how to like go fast on the simulator. And I was, I got surrounded by really good people. I was on Nexus Esports from like 2017 to 2018. And that told, taught me a lot with like tire saving and just learning the in and outs of the simulator and how to save tires and racecraft too. T- taught me a lot of racecraft. All right. And uh, when I look at your last top, uh, last 10 races, uh, boy, you got some road course stuff going on in, in intermixed with the Pro Series. Tell us what else you're running these days besides the pro. Uh, anything, really. I like mixing it up most of the time just to like make sure I'm okay in other stuff too, not just oval. And it's always good to be good in other stuff and not just focus on one thing. Yeah, I see you got a rally co- rallycross win. You, of course, you got the pro win. Uh, and then a couple of uh, Mazda MX-5 Cup. And uh, that's pretty cool too. So let's jump into hardware, software. Uh, what are you running for hardware and software? Like uh, how many monitors, VR, what's your wheel and pedals and that kind of thing? I have two monitors. I use one iRacing and another just to like look up stuff while I'm racing or just like go through songs. And wheel, I have a G29 stock. And then my pedals are uh, Fanatec V3s, the Club Sport ones. And my specs on my PC, just like an i7. 1070, uh, GeForce and graphics card, and I have 32 gigabytes of RAM. That's a lot. Yeah, that is a little bit. That is a lot for iRacing anyway. Yeah. But, uh, what about software? I mean, uh, you run in TeamSpeak, anything else? or? 
Yeah, I, I used really it. I, I use Motec for uh, telemetry sometimes, but I, I usually don't do the setup side of iRacing. So let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, you're you're pretty new to iRacing in the last three years anyway, compared to a lot of the people you're running against. But, uh, you know, you're on a team and they're helping you with the setups. And, and uh, I mean, would you be able to do this without the team? I guess I'll ask it that way. Probably not. Like, the, how I get on got on that team racing fixed races and thank god we have vrs so i could uh use that as a setup source for road to pro because i was for the first half of the season i was just using vrs and i was doing good in points i was like a third or fourth and then when i got on dead zone i just kept on getting better but yeah usually they send me a set i do a run i just give them feedback that's how it goes so Let's talk about the NASCAR package this year in 2019 compared to the previous years. Was it a help or a hindrance when that new package came with the lower horsepower? Uh, both, I get. I don't know. I just, I have mixed thoughts about it. Sometimes, like, it's, it can be really fun because everything's really close, but at the same time, it's very hard to pass and everything's arrow. And it's just, uh, it's like, it's mixed for me, really. Right. Well, and so this year you've been doing the truck for the Road to Pro and now the B car with the Pro Series. So I guess I'm really talk, you know, talking about you hopefully going into peak or what was formerly known as peak for the next year. Uh, you're sitting in a pretty good spot for that. Let's kind of talk about your finishes. I, I, I hear a 7th, 8th, 1st, and 1st. You've won the last two. Uh, boy, you're on a roll a little hot. Yeah, hopefully it keeps on going because uh, that was really cool when those two races back-to-back. Okay, and uh, we'll talk about the Dover race in detail in a little bit here. Uh, next up, I want to ask, a, I'm going to jump around, but what is uh, your most memorable moment so far in iRacing? Probably those two pro wins. Yeah. And uh, that, was, that was really it. Those two pro wins did it for me. That was awesome. Yeah, and I think it really sets you up to be a solid in the top 20, too. So, I mean, even if you blow it from here, you're probably still okay, right? Yeah, but the plan is not to blow it. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to win the championship. That's that's my plan. Well, there you go. Yeah, just try to rack them up, right? Yeah, as much as possible. Okay. Um, let's keep going. We jumped on Twitter because you're new to Twitter, so we asked our listeners some questions, and we have a couple guys uh, give us some. At uh, B Reynolds underscore sixty six said, "Ask Graham if he wants to get raising canes with me. It's my favorite chicken place, and I ask him all the time, and he always turns me down." Please convince him to go get chicken with me. Uh, maybe sometimes. If I win the championship, I will go to get chicken with. Okay, you heard it, Reynolds. And then at Nick Morse CO, what makes him zig when others zag? That's the secret stuff we need to know. Uh, don't get just drive straight. Run when they're run where they're not running right. Yeah, run the top. Run. Okay. Uh, as you go into uh, the upcoming tracks, what uh, track? Are you looking most forward to, uh, you know, that you can say, hey, I'm going to really, you know, try to get the win there. The next one? Uh, Homestead. The next one, I think I'll be good on speed, but Homestead, I think I'll, I'll be good, really good on speed. Like if I compared myself from Charlotte to Homestead, I would be better at Homestead, I think. Right. And then Darlington, I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that place. I'll probably like it's really hard not to hit the wall going fast there. So I'll just see what happens. Okay, very good. Uh, tell us about uh, your team a bit. Uh, what team are you with, and uh, 
and how are they uh we talked about you know they're prov providing setup assistance obviously but do you have like a spotter crew chief that kind of thing yeah my my team is dead zone racing they're part of the peak series already they, they had nine or eight drivers in it last year i don't know but uh one made the chase blake reynolds the guy asked the question about raising canes and dustin langer is the crew for him too I had, he's been crewing me for the first four races, and he's going to be crewing Michael Guest, which was one of my teammates too. And then Houston Hammer is a really good setup guy. He sends me the setups most of the time. And then Nathan Lyon too. They're, they're just a really good group of guys that we, we would like to think we're really good at this game. Absolutely. We've had a lot of dead zone guys on because they are a good team and there's a lot of great drivers and we always want to have the best drivers coming on. And so we're trying to get some pro series drivers uh, that I think – personally you're going to make it to the the series formerly known as peak and i think you're probably one of them so uh tell us uh, the next question is what advice do you have for up and coming iRacers you know people that are in legends like you mentioned before maybe and they're trying to get into iRacing and they want to get to the peak series uh how do they go about it uh just just start racing like everybody else do street stocks move your way up to the truck series and then the B car and then the A car and then keep on racing fixed races. NIS is a really good ground to prove yourself to teams so you can get on other teams. Racing NIS fix is really good for you to get your image out there, see if you're a good driver or not to get on a really good team or just a mediocre team. You start, you can start out like with a mediocre team and just work your way up. That's kind of what I did, but Nexus was a really good team too. And you got to be winning along the way, right, to really get that progression, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything to boost your image, really. Absolutely. All right, so tell uh, fans out there that might want to follow you, uh, how can they follow you? You're on, we know you're on Twitter now, but do you do a Twitch or anything else? Yeah, my Twitch is uh, Graham underscore Gobolin, and, uh, and I have a Twitter, too. Link in the bio, probably, and uh I'm an Instagram too, Graham underscore 430, uh, G-R-A-M, not my name, <laughs> and that was really it. All right, well, thank you for coming on and uh, introducing yourself to our listeners uh, and uh, try to get in touch with all the drivers coming on. David, do you have anything? Uh, not really. Okay, we're going to jump to the actual race, Dover, and talk about that, but first I want to mention uh, last week for... Uh, Podium Esports iRacing Lounge podcast oval series uh, over there. Well, actually, it's not the last week. They do go uh, a couple more. But uh, last week, we're going to be talking about them. So, but uh, if you're interested, check them out. I don't know what they got for the off season. They've been doing a fantastic job on the broadcast of these pro races. And that's how I'm able to talk about this Dover race because uh, the, the guys over there at, at podium are just killing it on the broadcast. Uh, kudos to them. Uh, so let's talk Dover. Uh, Graham, right off the bat, uh, before the race even started, the news was Graham missed qualifying. How'd you do that? I was testing a race set which turned out to be really good. And uh, I just lost track of time. Like it was 7.38 and then all of a sudden it was 7.47 and I missed it. So I was really, I just sat there quiet until someone noticed. And I was like, yep, I missed qualifying. Okay. But so, that uh, sets you up for that from the back to the front, right? Yeah. Did you I mean, not have to already be registered for the session, I guess? Is it a separate session? It's a separate session, so you have to sign up for qualifying. There's a qualifying session, there's a race session, and I had to sign up for the qualifying session. I just didn't sign up for it. 
luckily I signed up for the race session now. So <laughs> at least I didn't miss the race. Yeah, that would have. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So here's what I saw. It started off with long green runs. Okay. Uh, and then tons of caution. And that was kind of how the race was. But uh, at least two of those cautions to me looked like net code. Uh, most of the deals were when they were two to three wide. And the guy on the outside gets barely touched and then just kills the wall. And then everyone behind him kills him. And, uh, you know, others get caught up. It was a big point shakeup tonight with a lot of the people in the points, I think, um, because of all the different people getting wrecked out. Uh, some of those cautions were like when there were two cars like nose to tail and the back car is right on the guy. And if they just barely touch it all in the corner, the guy's going to go around. Uh, what did you see out there, Graham? Well, that first caution, Blackford getting together. He didn't expect me with a big run because I was I was coming through the field and I was just I felt like I was I was going really fast and I was I used the outside to get a really big run on him and he didn't expect me to be on his inside already and he turned down and he got spun. He was that one of those cautions. He was the first caution in that green flag run, and then yeah, usually it's really tight at Dover, so whenever there's a wreck in front of you, it's really hard to miss it. And I know Gorlinski got messed up in one, which he's a really good competitor in the series. He lost the points lead because of it, too. Yep. Yeah, John had trouble. And uh, a lot of people had trouble. Um, there were caution after caution. I don't even know how many. Um, they would go to, you know, sometimes two, three laps and then another caution, you know. And uh, it was kind of usually towards the middle of the pack or the back, I guess. But uh, at round 30 to go, uh, Timmy Hill uh, stays out when everyone else pits. Uh, he gets shuffled back quick. Uh, what what did you think of that move? I thought that was pretty daring. Uh, it that's the reason I felt like I won because Eric took two. Eric J Smith took two, and he was on the he was on the outside of the first on the first row, and he had a kind of okay start. And I like fake tie and then went middle, and that gave me the lead to go around Timmy. Uh, Timmy, I don't know why he stayed out, but. It helped me a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, he's way back in then, so I don't know. He's trying to make something happen, I guess. But I was a little surprised because he was on pretty old tires, too. I, I would say 30 laps or something. But Yeah, it was a pretty long run. I was surprised to stay out. Like... Right. Okay, and so uh, 22 to go. Uh, the top 10 was like this. So we got Graham Bolin leading uh, Lion, Alfala, Bryant, Allen, uh I don't know who the other, uh, Garigula, Smith, Nelson, Schoenberg, uh, top 10 with 22 to go. Uh, again, cautions continue every couple laps. On the 10 to go, there was a big crash with about seven cars that got killed. Uh, three, three wide guys, uh, they were three wide. The guy on the outside got toast into the wall. Um, the guy on the inside is always okay when that happens. It was a real pattern. To yeah, I mean, ca cautions more cautions. That's just like... Especially when it comes to the end of the races, like cautions will bring more cautions because people are going to get more aggressive. They're going to be like, this is my time to go to the front and be more aggressive than everybody else. And these are just wrecked cars and uh, people just, I mean, it just happens all the time. Yeah, and because of all the different uh, cautions, everyone was on different tires too. And so it was like you said, if, if you thought the guy in front of you was just a tick slow, man, you're going get to under, get under him, you know, and you're going to grab it and take that three wide. And that's what we were seeing. But, uh, yeah, four to go. Uh, Graham, you pulled away on the restart to win. Uh, Lyon was second, Alfala third, Bryant, Sheehan, Allen, Garigula, Nelson Smith, and Schoenberg round out the top ten. So, great win. That's two in a row. 
Yeah, it was awesome. Hopefully, I keep the streak going, but it's really hard because Ray's really good. Nathan's really good. Guess is going to be really good next week because he's going to have Dustin crewing him. Dustin's a really good crew member. I mean, not crew member, but like crew chief. <laughs> but and yeah, hopefully Dead Zone keeps the roll up of top fives. All right. And then on the forums, they posted up the points updates. Uh, it said with drop week. And uh, yeah, you're looking pretty good up there. Um, yeah, 123 over 118 over Ray. Yeah. So hopefully if I wreck, I'll still be good. Cause I have the drop with 32. Yeah, that's a good drop. Well, you got uh, 46 points to the tw- uh, 20th. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's that's a race, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, with the drop, uh, it's probably even. Right, right. So, yeah. this, you know, don't forget to register for the races and you'll probably <laughs> be wreck. okay. Uh, but, yeah, the points are uh, looking good. Uh, we did get some press on the race uh, from uh, the racingexperts.com. They actually did an article about Graham winning and. Uh, they, they actually notated some of the comers and goers. I'm going to read this off real quick. Of people that were in peak this year that are on the outside looking in, that they're below the 20th place mark. Uh, Cody Bias, Nick Shelton, Casey Tucker, Ben Nelson, Logan Crest, Kane Cook, Timmy Hill, uh, Adam Benefield, Ryan Lowe. And wow. those guys are in uh, in hot water. Or they're not going to make it unless they something you know they can win or get get some top fives going or something. Yeah, uh, I think Ryan's done for just not enjoying it. But I feel like anybody can make it at this point. Yeah, I mean, with the right luck, and if other people have problems, you never yeah, know. Yeah, but... anything can happen, really. I mean, it's a pro series. Like, it, cautions bring more cautions. Like. I think the big name that jumps out there is uh, Timmy Hill. I mean, he's been around the Peak Series for a long time. Uh, he 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 looked like he's going to be sitting out. He's sitting thirty first. Yeah, he well he races in real life too, so it's not that bad for him to drop out either. Yeah, he's got plenty of rides yeah. with the truck and the cup car. But uh, I also want to name off all the people that are in the top twenty that were not in sheer. This would be new drivers potentially moving. To the highest series uh, we have, Graham Bolin, of course, Bob Bryant, John Gorlinski, Alex McCollum, Steve Sheehan, Jeremy Allen, Colin Keister, Justin Bolton, Santiago Tiras, and Adam Gillen. And so get used to those names, guys. You might be seeing them in the Peak Series next year. So how many races are left? Three. All right. Well, uh, congratulations on the win and the wins, and uh, good luck to you. And uh, and I hope you can, uh, you know, come home with the points lead and the championship. That'd be a really nice uh, uh, something to put on the mantle. That would be awesome. And thank you for bringing me on this podcast, like we're all doing over here. Well, ha- well, you're welcome back anytime. Uh, we always like the guys from Dead Zone. Uh, like I said, they always are the f- some of the fastest ones out there. So uh, you're you're in good company. Yep, and they're nice people too. So thank you for bringing me on, guys. All right, thank you. All right, let's jump on to topics. Chris, we got the uh, Thrustmaster iRacing Rallycross. Uh, yep, their world championship headed to Iowa this week for round six. Um, Mitchell DeJong gets the whole shot with Zelensky second. Sammy Matty Trogan spins off the first lap with big points implications. And uh, Otto Taskenden finished third. Uh, NASCAR Pro Series driver Nathan Lyon uh, ran P4. And with um, two to go, Lion gets by auto where Dijon wins. And uh, I've kind of followed off the rally cross stuff, but man, they have what a great race and what a great job iRacing is doing putting with the broadcast with them and Race Spot 
because it man it was it was fun to watch that that video that I just watched before the podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's fun to watch. I watched this the other night, and uh, I, I think the big news was Sammy Matty Trigum uh, spinning off. Uh, I mean, he was the guy who won the first race and was leading points for a while. Um, and then the other thing that kind of surprised me was usually the the first lap or two is really exciting, and then it kind of they all spread out, and then it's over. You know, they just run out their laps, but. Uh, we did have a battle with Nathan Lyon uh, taking on Otto Taskin in there for uh, third place uh, late, and that was kind of fun to watch, to have some kind of battle to watch. But, uh, yeah, Mitchell DeJong gets it done. All right, Tony, and now we got an article from iRacing about the same thing. Yeah, it's kind of a to, to book it. Um, it's in uh, just three rounds remain in 2019 uh, World Championships, um, and uh, starting with Saturday's return to Sonoma Raceway. And their nice little article, the top five that are contending for the championship, um, sitting in uh, first place is Sammy Matty Trogan. He's, he's got 404 points, which is almost a 100-point lead on second place. Uh, second place is uh, Josh Fox and then Mitchell DeJong. Johan Harth is in fourth place, and currently in fifth is uh, is a Joni or Yoni? Yoni. Yoni. Hiking it. <laughs> well, yeah. So, uh, Sammy Batty Trogan, yeah, I didn't realize it was such a points lead. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, he finished like seventh or eighth in this race. So, that'll put him back a bit. All it takes is for Sammy to miss one of the features because they don't give points for heat races or the consolation races. And then Josh Fox and uh, Mitchell Zhang will be right there because they're tied for second, which is pretty impressive because I believe Mitchell missed two weeks um the last two races i believe he missed so it's still pretty close considering okay david hall tell us why we're talking about bubba wallace well it's interesting because they were just talking about that on, on this on door bumper clear today and they just um in their opinion he didn't really get fined for what he did as far as bringing up the caution on purpose as much as running his mouth for it um but the question is would you get penalized for it on iRacing and the answer is yes it's in the sporting code 7116 if you do anything to intentionally bring out the caution whether it's stop or spin on purpose it's forbidden and subject to adverse administrative and or punitive action so don't do it or don't admit to it at least <laughs> well that's what i was going to bring this topic up for because i want the iRacing drivers to realize even though we're, we're mimicking nascar in this situation, you can't bring out the caution and just keep your mouth shut and get away with it. In iRacing, it's a little bit different. You can be protested if you do that, if somebody sees you do that, and they protest you, and you could be banned kind of thing. That's why I spin out so much. So now when they, if I ever have to do that, they'll be like, oh, that's just Chris. He just spins a lot. They probably wouldn't intend. I think, you know, if you say it out loud over the driver chat, that's really setting you up for failure, much like Bubba did, right? Yeah, Junior talked about a couple of weeks ago um, how he doesn't want to see, and I kind of kind of think of this with iRacing too, where it's kind of you don't want to see him making judgment calls. So they, right. it's probably <laughs> so yeah, just don't talk about it. If you don't brag about it or talk about it, they're probably not going to prove it. <laughs> don't talk about it and don't let it be a pattern of behavior. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. They yep. they base they will base a lot of their decisions or not you if you if you've had you know previous incidents with them. So. The worst Just is when clean. you get wrecked and the caution doesn't come out and you're kind of thinking in the back of your head, man, if I just had, you know, stopped or whatever, then I would have got a caution. I wouldn't lose a lap and da 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 da, da. But, but yeah, don't do it. Well, the problem with iRacing, too, is like with NASCAR, if a car stopped on the track, they're going to throw a caution. But with iRacing, you, 
actually kind of have to you know, get somebody to near miss you besides just being stopped. It's pretty inconsistent on the. Uh, we had an issue the other night um, where we had an um, you know a near wreck, and then it's interesting because people are com- people will complain about arca breaking and people not slowing down in cautions. But when you do- when you start see a spin, but you don't know if the caution is going to come out, and you check up pretty hard, especially in the low down low horsepower tracks. Now what do you do if you checked up and have given up ten positions? And the caution doesn't come out. You, you're not getting that back. So it puts everybody in a in a conundrum as far as how to behave when they see an incident happening in front of them. All right, let's keep moving. Nick, monthly top ten highlight video is put out for October. Yep, Alexander Horn posted that on November eighth. Here, uh, we've got a ton of awesome uh, clips from the top. It starts out with some uh, some drifting in a uh, in a Mazda MX five. It looks like and. Uh, Kudos to uh, this racer here. I can't pronounce his name for pulling off this impressive slide. Definitely, I can't even make it through a corner normal in these cars. So for him to do that and only lose one spot was awesome. Um, we've got some side-by-side racing in here, some rally cross overtakes. I really three, like four number wide. six, uh, the NASCAR one. Malik Ray takes it four wide and they survive. That was kind of cool. Do that in one of our splits. Someone's in the wall or in the grass, right? Yep. They should have uh, they should have put that theme music lean on me because there was a there was a lot of leaning happening in the majority of those clips, but it was really nice to see that they were even though they were leaning on each other getting through there, um, everybody was getting through there nice and safe too. What's neat about this is they get a video every uh, month, and he has more than enough content. You know, it's like there's so much good racing out there because there's so many people doing it. And there's so many, you know, side by side and, you know, at the line and four wide and all that. So um, I think uh, Alexander Horn probably has all kinds of content to use and he's just picking and choosing the best. That uh... Sorry, Tony. No, I was just going to. It seems now that, you know, as, as these highlight videos have progressed, you know, it's nice to see the names and stuff. Um, but as well, like there's almost a theme every month. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of neat, too. Can we talk about the, the number one video? It was like that guy literally had an extra gear in that Indy car at Daytona and passed like 15 people from the back straightaway all the way to the start finish line. It's just no no holes closed up, no wreck there. It's wow, they do a great job of the community racing clean and doing good majority of the time. And it's cool to get these clips out there and show that kind of stuff off. I mean, that one almost looks like they set that up, like the pack is going slow on purpose or something. It was like it's like an AI test video, and they just have it turned way down low. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or something like that. It didn't look natural, uh, like you said. Uh, it's, well, it's a little too fast flying through there. I got to imagine at that at that speed, if you really did have that big of a run, it'd be awfully hard to see a mirror if you weren't looking for him. And then by the time he's there, you're, you're almost too late. All right, let's keep moving. Will, we got the banquet for the World of Outlaw. Yeah, World of Outlaw banquet happened this past week, um, right after I believe the uh, the World Finals here, and Alex Bergeron posted up a good picture of him at the banquet with his trophy, and uh, the World of Outlaws late models account tweeted out a photo of Brake Majulis getting his trophy as well. So it's, we saw last week those guys got their seat time with the uh, Clint Boyer and uh, Christopher Bell, and now they got their hardware. And uh, congratulations to those guys. It was uh, some great race in this season. And some nice hardware, I might say. I mean, it's like a proper trophy. Yeah, I would think the only trophy iRacing probably gives out or better than that one would be the NASCAR championship ring. But yeah, that is a nice, nice looking trophy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. 
I think it's the same design and style that they're giving their actual driver in the world of Outlaws, and so they, they're just giving him an additional one, basically. But uh, congrats to those guys, Alex and Blake. Uh, good job. It's always neat. All right, David, we have a 24-hour race for, uh, what is it, meningitis, meningitis research. Meningitis, yeah. Uh, they're running at Silverstone, uh, which is the local track for the guys that are hosting this. They're going to be running the GT3 cars and the TCRs, but they are hoping that a GT4 car comes out, I think, because they're considering switching to that. It's going to be starting at 3 p.m. GMT on the 26th of January in 2020. Actually, the 25th, I'm sorry going through the 20 it's the full 24 hours uh they haven't set the grid size yet the entry fee is 10 pounds per turn and all of the proceeds are going to the meningitis research foundation um you know i was i just spoke last week about doing a charity race um and they're kind of fun because there's a i don't know there's a little bit less pressure but just any of these endurance races because they're just a little bit more special than running you know 12 weeks or or the 36 weeks they're very nice and it's always nice to know that you're putting it towards a, a positive outcome as well instead of just jumping on and and playing a game yeah yeah get involved there um how can they find uh, more information they can download our show notes and there's a link to the members post and they have a discord link in the post right i believe so yep or the guy who posted it is andrew hitchings uh, you could uh, search him up on the forums as well. All right, Chris Gale, tell us about SpaceX Internet and iRacing. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of news lately about Starlink, um, SpaceX's and Elon Musk's um, new low-Earth low orbit satellites. And there were some users asking if this would work for iRacing. And uh, Nicholas Bailey chimed in. He said, we don't know because we don't know what the quality of the latency will be. We specifically changed our internet requirements last year when they started launching the Starlink satellites because it is essentially a different class of satellite internet. And uh, Kyle Clements also chimed in and said, Elon says 20 milliseconds. Uh, the satellites are going to be orbiting at 350 kilometers. So according to his calculator, um, that's one light millisecond or two milliseconds there and back with the satellite directly overhead. So 20 milliseconds seems pretty doable. And um, yeah. <laughs> I was... I listen to a lot of space podcasts, so I can chime in on this quite a bit, too. Um, yeah, the 20 milliseconds is quite doable, but where, where you're getting that extra time is that the the networking architecture, your your signals are not always going to go straight from you to the satellite and back. It may have to bounce around. I think it's going to bounce around through all the satellites and then come back down, so that that's why it's not going to be only two milliseconds. It's like a mesh network, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we've been talking about this for years, and I think it's more than doable. I think it's, it's kind of depends on where you live, too. I mean, if you're living in Northeast America and you're trying to get to iRacing, a landline is probably still awesome. But, like, if you're overseas or even maybe Mike all the way down in Phoenix, I would have to imagine, you know, a low-Earth satellite, low-Earth orbit satellite is probably going to be quicker than all those lines and probably less equipment to get, you know, from one place to another. Well, here in Arkansas, there's still <laughs> plenty of places. I mean, you're in Bentonville, you know, that's pretty much a metro area but there's plenty of places where the bet the best you can get is a dial-up connection in in a lot of rural arkansas so this is they're basically dependent on targeting places that are not serviced by land uh, yeah oh. it's not just him either it's amazon and i know at least a couple others so i think our biggest problem is gonna be on running into each other because <laughs> so many satellites up there 
This is cool because I think it opens up iRacing opportunities to people in, you know, third world countries that might not have proper internet or they don't have a good ping or, or that kind of thing. And so maybe uh, we can get more iRacers because of it. The other thing I'm going to mention is I work at Verizon and we do, we are putting out 5G home internet. We do have it in a few cities, but we're planning on going nationwide with that. And it has practically no latency and the download speeds are amazing uh amazingly fast and and we kind of envision uh, a world where there's no cable companies anymore and everything is wireless even for the home well quite a few of the more recently developed countries that you know developed in the last 20 or 30 years before all the landlines were laid down are pretty much cellular only right so 5g is coming it'll be here in the next two to three years and so watch for that and you'll be able to race on 5G for sure. One of the reasons people are so excited about these satellites, though, is it's because they're so much lower. The The current satellite TV and satellite internet pr uh, production, you still basically have to use a landline for your upload. And it's at geosynchronous orbit, which is, what, 20? Way high. It's it's very high. It's, I think it's 20,000 kilometers. Um, and that that is a high ping. It's a, a ping of about a second. And uh, Jerry make. Aravi uh, chimed in on the forums and he said the ping from Uranus is terrible. I'm sorry, Jerry. I've been to Uranus. It's in Missouri. And they do have delicious fudge factory there. But I guess your internet sucks. Yeah, if you move to Mars, you probably can't do iRacing because of the latency. All right, let's keep moving. Uh, we're getting reports uh, from staff that if you run a night track and you have dynamic night shadow maps enabled, you may crash your sim. Uh, they did find a bug, and they will fix it over the weekend. Uh, it's going into testing, but they're not sure when they're going to get it out in a patch. So just be aware of that uh, if you have those uh, dynamic night shadow maps turned on. Will Gibson, Black Friday. Yeah, last week we talked about the 50% off for new members. Well, we have uh, promotions for renewals. Uh, you get 25% off. Um, iRacing.com slash Black Friday. They have all the promo codes there. They are offering it on the 12-month renewal and the 24-month renewal. Um, so you get 25% off of those. And I have read that they do stack. So you could use the 12-month and the 24-months and renew for uh, three years if you wanted to and take advantage of that 25% off. Yeah, this is the time to do it, guys. It doesn't get better than this um, as far as a deal. Um, I looked at my uh, account. I'm actually renewed through... Uh, December of next year, so I'm actually going to wait to the next Black Friday before I partake. But boy, if you got a subscription coming up uh, in the next 12 months, you, this is the time to do this. I was waiting for this one. I'd uh, only resub for three months just to get me to the Black Friday sale. So I'm, uh, well, I guess I'll be doing too since uh, my wife is racing now as well and she's got a year as well. Yeah. Now, in the past, Tony, didn't they do a Cyber Monday something with gift cards? or I, I'm i not sure if they did it last year. Remember? Year before that, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. I don't think I would hold my breath for that uh, based on I don't think we had it last year. And so this is probably it. This is probably the best deal you're going to get. So, Well, well, that's just it. And I kind of missed out. I know they had one a little earlier. Usually they have a summer sale, but they didn't do that this year. They had one, I think it was in May, and I didn't. Uh, resub then, and I, I really should have. Um, so I'm not. I'm not waiting. I'm not wait, I'm not uh, missing out on this one. Uh, this runs through December 5th. Um, so if you want to hold off till Black Monday or whatever Cyber Monday, whatever they call it, um, you Make might sure. get a better deal. But I highly doubt it if this is going to run all the way to the fifth. 
My memory tells me they had a deal on a Cyber Monday one year where you would pay and buy gift cards and you would get like, they were 75 cents on the dollar kind of thing. So people were buying the gift cards and then they were doing the renewal with the gift card. And it was like double stacking promo. Yeah, I kind of remember that actually. Yeah, you could do something like that. Or you could have last year. So I don't know. Maybe wait till Monday just to make sure, Tony. Okay, real quick. Let's talk about a couple leagues that are starting up. Uh, First, Nick, tell us about Sim Racing Authority. Yeah, we have only a few spots available in the Sim Racing Authority. Uh, We've got a couple spots. It looks like the SRA Sunday Night Super Speedway Series is starting Sunday, November 24th. And this series rotates the track and car each week uh, between the K&N truck and Xfinity with a league fee of $5 and fixed setups. Um, looks like they launched a service for that at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, that looks like it's broadcasted by Esports Broadcasting Network. Um, they also have the Sunday or the Monday Night Cup Series starting on Monday, November 25th with a $5 league entry fee, iRacing fixed setups, and a 7 p.m. server launch on that. And that's broadcasted by Max Speed TV. Um, so definitely check that out if you're looking for a league to run in. I've heard nothing but great things about them. Yeah, Sim Racing Authority has some great drivers over there, and uh, we've talked about them before. We sponsored one of their races through the summer. But, uh, yeah, check them out. And then, Chris, tell us about OBRL. They're starting up. Yeah, they're about to start their um, 12-week winter series. The I-40 Media Xfinity Series starts 11-23 here in just a little over a week. Uh, you must be 35 years or older and under a 3,500 IR to participate. It's a great league, lots of green flag racing, um, great camaraderie between the drivers. I don't know if I believe that. 30-plus racers each week, accepting 10 new drivers for this series. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not for everybody. I mean, you have to not be an asshole, basically, and be over 35. But, man, what a great series. Um, That's a hard combo. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to combo to find on iRacing, it seems. But, yeah, you won't find uh, better, cleaner racing. And the truck race last night at Homestead in the afternoon, slick as hell. We had zero caution with 30 drivers. I mean, it was it was fun. I Fuel strategy didn't work out in my favor. But, um, yeah, if you need a good place to race, uh, a lot of fun guys, real clean, that's that's your spot. Old Bastards Racing League, OBRL.net is where you sign up. Chris has definitely been our most loyal uh old bastard (laughs) for sure all right i got the next one uh the 2020 b car and and c truck schedule uh what they're going to do is it's a 12-week season like always but the first nine they're going to let the community submit the track lineup uh because the last three are the daytona uh phoenix california whatever the three the first three of nascar are so they're going to run they're going to align the truck and the b to to go with the nascar schedule when the nascar starts but that doesn't start you know you know till after the first nine weeks so if you want to get involved in picking the tracks uh for those nine weeks uh jump on the forums all right tony groves a scheduling tidbit yeah there was a, a topic on the corroded road schedule road schedule and a solution to fix it now this uh this thing's this is a big topic, uh, well, five pages. Well, I'll be honest, I didn't read through it. But um, Greg West did chime in and uh, said that uh, cross crossovers is significantly more common in the lower license series. Uh, they're exploring a concept with Formula Sprint BMW 12 Series time offset, and they will also be making the iRacing uh, the K and R the K and N car every hour and offset 
from the sea trucks this season to see the effect on participation. Um, is that having series run every three hours would have a negative impact on certain time zones where there would be a convenient race in the evening. Working families, they, they want the want us to be able to have the option of at least two races and depending on um, depending on a personal schedule. And personally, I really like the idea of the K&N car running every hour because I do enjoy those. Rarely do I get to missing it. And so this works, this would work good for my schedule. Well, the idea is they trade off with the truck. So you run a K&N race, you get done, then you jump in the truck race and so forth. So you can race continuously for several hours, just jumping back and forth between the two. And I think that's what they're talking about. Oh, okay. Well, I misread that because, yeah, like right now, the K&N car, that's three hours, which Right, so they'll do it every hour, but it's offset with the truck. Or I don't know when the, the truck will be scheduled, but the idea, I think, is you can you can switch back and forth and just kind of keep racing them. Oh, that's awesome. So basically, they just tighten that up there. And, yeah, that's a good So K&N and truck, I, I guess that's a good matchup for those kind of guys. And then on the roadside, the Formula Sp- Sprint and then the BMW 12. And those will be the two that offset each other. All right, let's keep going. Sticker update. Uh, all the stickers are out, guys, and have arrived. And we've been getting uh, social media pictures from all the listeners. Um, if you want to see them, go on to the script. And uh, we got links uh, to the ones that are linkable. We also have actual pictures uh, of the ones that are not linkable. And, uh, boy, we got uh, quite a few so far. Pretty cool. I don't know where I'm going to stick mine. I just can't commit to any good spot yet. <laughs> Uh, Nick, you actually put it on your actual race car. I did. I put the 200th episode one on uh, on the sail panel on my uh, four cylinder for the dirt track. So hopefully we'll uh, I'll get some questions on that and I can start taking more of the real race fans over this way and you know get them turned onto the podcast and maybe on high racing. And uh, still got that other one that will hopefully be on my asphalt car so I can do the same thing at the uh, other tracks. They're about the same size as a contingency sticker or a sticker. Yeah, they're pretty big. So, uh, David, you put it on the front of your rift. Mm-hmm. It literally fits perfectly, and it should show up on my stream. I've had it on. I had it on when I was running NIS last night, and was asking Joe if he could see it pretty well. And, and when your stream chatters uh, ask about it, tell them that we're paying you to wear that. <laughs> yeah. So we also noticed that uh, on on Instagram, snail racing. Ann Rabbits posted up that she got her stickers, and she's way over in Scotland, but... Uh, oh, really? Yeah. I figured yeah. if Ann got them, everybody got them. Well, that's what I would have thought. There's got to be some conspiracy against us Canadians or something. Well, if you're expecting stickers and you didn't get them, I do have a few extra, so we do have a backup plan, so let me know. Well, I know with me, I didn't. I don't know if I got them today or two or three days ago, because it's been so cold over here in Michigan, I haven't wanted to check the mailbox, so... Maybe uh, maybe Tony hasn't checked the mailbox in a couple days. All right. We're going to jump to hardware software. Chris Scales, tell us about Sparco Sim Rigs. Uh, yes, I don't think we've seen this before, a, a full um, rig made by Sparco. I know a lot of people like to toss their um, Sparco seats. seats into a rig. Yeah, but this is the real deal. Um, <clears throat> and at uh, 779 euros, probably 850 bucks bit pricey. I mean, I think a lot of that you're paying for the name, but at the same time, I'm pretty sure you could just about guarantee it's solid as a rock. I mean, it's not particularly fancy, but it has everything you need. It has a solid base, a solid place to mount your pedals, and the seat's adjustable. At least front and back, I don't believe it. <laughs> you know, but you got to think seat. a good chunk of that price is heat itself, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, those things are pricey. Right. 
I mean, it's, it's a simple, very simple stationary kind of cockpit. There's nowhere to put a gear shift or anything like that or a handbrake. It's just a place for the wheel and the pedals. But I don't know. It's Sparco. <laughs> I like the seat. I don't know if I like their rig, but uh, they're trying. Uh, I think this is their first foray into getting a, a cockpit going. So I really like my Sparco seat going on my Sim One uh, Sim Labs rig. Um, in fact, you know, you almost had me talking it talked into buying that G6 seat, but the Sparco seat is so comfortable. I the don't GS5. know if I give it up. Is it the GS5? The one that has the the motion hydraulic flaps hydro- in, in inside it. Yeah, that's that's really tempting. But this this Sparco seat, it's it's just it, I don't realize I'm sitting in it. I can run a three hour race and not get uncomfortable. Okay. Let's keep moving. Nick, tell us about Momo Sims. Yeah, Momo Sims is uh They've got quite the uh, deal going on here. Just pulled up their website probably 20 minutes ago or so. I was looking around on here, and we've actually got quite a few dealers out on the West, and uh, looks like it's in the Midwest as well. Um, I was Check impressed. out the video. I was watching the videos, and I was impressed to find out that if you want to purchase one of these and you fly out west to try the rig and then buy it they will reimburse for your uh travel expenses to get out there if you purchase a a rig from them and it looks like they're generally and they're customizable so they're built to order and it says four to five weeks to build and transport time depends on location but usually three to six business days within the continental u.s yeah this is a full motion rig everything moves the monitors move everything and it's almost got a a roll cage look to it yeah, as a real driver, I feel like, you know, if you wanted the utmost practice at home and the best experience you could get, this seems to be up there. Yeah, this must be new. I've never heard of it before. Uh, there, I can't find a price, and you know what that means. <laughs> yeah, I'd be selling my house to get one of these, I bet you. Yeah, so, uh, well, we'll have to watch these guys. And, you know, the photo gallery at the top and some of the rigs that I'm seeing, I mean, they have one... That's really like way up in the air and it's on the hydraulic arms. And I'm just like, wow, that looks pretty cool. Yeah, look so how much motion they've got out of that. They were, you know, in terms of taking a corner, what it does with the banking. Yeah, it's hard to tell without seeing the video. But if you keeps going through the pictures, you'll see the, the one with the roll cage looking. They even have one where it has like a top on it and gives it a real car feel. Anyway, check the website out. It's momosims.com. Tony, let's go do a rig review. Uh, let's go downscale, though. Yeah, yeah, kind of back to the basics. It, um, this looks like it's a screenshot grab. Uh, fan, it looks like Fanatec Owners uh, Group uh, from uh, Frederick Relia. And he's built himself uh, a rig to, to suit his needs. He's uh, looking for a solution for a home theater-type setup. So, um Oh, I can't even think the name of the uh, you know the little metal deals, but this is uh, one that you can snug up to your couch and uh, race that way. But he's made his out of wood, and um, it's a he's done a really really nice job. He's kind of like it, a, the play seat, right? That's what I was thinking. Of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, this has got to be way more sturdier, and it kind of looks a lot prettier. Too. Yeah. Um, He's done a really nice job. He said it's it's fully adjustable. All the pedals, you can adjust the angle and and uh, you know where it sits up and down. He said it's extremely sturdy for the, for the wheelbase and uh, yeah, like this is a stripped down and a, a living room setup. But uh, kudos to him. He's he's done a really nice job on this. Yeah, slide it off into a closet when you're not using it. Bring it out when you need it. Uh, it's real portable. It looks pretty you know solid, like you said. 
the wheelbase is sitting on a pedestal up the middle, so your legs are going to be probably on, you know, we'll, we'll be straddling it. But it looks pretty narrow, so that would be okay, I guess. Yeah, I like I've I've had buddies that use this type of setup, but it's more the the place seat place seat style, and uh, you know for um, for what they had to to work with, it, it worked quite well. All right, let's keep moving. David Hall, we got a tip on a story from a listener. Now I love this when we get tips from listeners on stories. Send you send a link, guys, to iRacersLounge at gmail dot com if you have a hardware software. Anything iRacing related that we can cover, just shoot me an email and we'll get it on the show. Uh, David, we got Nikki Miri sent in this one. It is a it is an actual racing helmet that holds your rift in place. Pretty interesting. Um, I don't know. Uh, the idea is to fill the helmet instead of filling the rift. So if you really want more immersion, might be nice. Curious if it will stay comfortable or not. It's designed to fit the Oculus and a couple other designs. And if you go with this route, you may want to make sure you you uh, keep the room cooler as well. You're not going to be cooling off as well. My first reaction when I saw this is, man, it needs a helmet cooling thing. You know, the Jimmy Johnson big old hose that goes to the top of the helmet and there's a big air conditioner that blows air in. I mean, without that, I don't know that it's viable. I, I would, I think you'd just sweat your butt off. Yeah, it would definitely get warm. But if you race with a helmet on and you have VR, this is a good mix. Or if you have VR and you want to have a helmet on, I guess this is uh, what you need. And with my Rift, I particularly like the Rift S because instead of having its own headphones, I sit it over my Sony headphones and that's pretty comfortable and I get a good quality sound. So uh, it would limit your options there i think i don't yeah, well, like the i don't like the in-air options because sm small ears they get uncomfortable you would have to have in-ear options with this right more than likely yeah it's definitely a full face helmet only comes in white the website is stylo.it s-t-i-l-o.it all right nick we got a lewis hamilton cockpit oh i was looking for this last week yeah it looks like the uh it's from play seat the pro f mercedes motorsport uh Play seat here. It's there. They're saying it's the official um, play seat of that. Um, <clears throat> it's got something they call force lock. So I was looking at the pictures here, and I thought this thing looked quite thin in some areas. It's, it's definitely got that very lightweight and flexible look to it. But they're claiming that it uh, it's strong enough to withhold 270 pounds um, driver weight. So I don't think that includes any of your hardware. And it's got this force lock that they've trademarked to it that will allow you to adjust everything without the frame flexing and giving you complete stability. So they're claiming you can make quick, easy adjustments. It's going to be extremely sturdy, and it's their official seat. So um, it looks pretty cool. It looks quite lightweight and uh, maybe something to check out if you're into the open wheel side of things. Yeah, the seating position is not for me, the F1 style. So... Mike, I'd like to, to jump in there now. We got contacted from one of our listeners a couple of weeks ago who would have loved to get in on this last week. Um, he runs an F1 style setup. Now, it's not this one, obviously, but um, so I asked him what the comfort limit stuff was because I've, I've done some go-karting in F1 style and I absolutely loved it. Um, but he said, uh, my seat is super comfy and he can spend all day in it no problem if he was tired enough he reckoned he could even have a nice little nap in it um something he said he could never do in an airplane seat um so i just want to give a shout out to or is um adamir inside info on the comfort level of those f1 style setups 
Yeah, it's a good point. I haven't even tried it. Maybe I would like it. But, uh, man, that seed is low profile, really thin, too. That's why I was trying to see what they were going to say about strength and durability on it. But they claim it's very strong, and at $1,300, it uh, might be worth it for some of the guys to try it. Oh, David, you were kind of thinking about it, this kind of style cockpit when you were looking. What changed your mind? Uh, I spoke about it last week. The um, only reason you want to sit in this style is if uh, you, you have to. The GT style is the most optimal and most comfortable position for driving, according to the research. Yeah, and I think most cars are kind of suited to that, you know, that we're that we're racing. All right, let's keep moving. I got the Real Gear Wheel Pro Bavarian Add-on Wheel by Rickmotech.com. They're out of Florida, and they got a really nice oval wheel here, seven hundred dollars, um, and it's got a BMW right in the middle, um, a pretty nice little button plate uh, with several buttons. I mean, what do you guys think? It's, pretty expensive though so it does have paddle shifters uh let's see what else leather grip 350 <laughs> millimeter diameter keep reading i don't think you're going to see what's making it worth 700 bucks <laughs> i know i'm looking but uh i guess you're paying for that bmw logo yeah, perhaps must be. you know in the in the bmw colors and stuff they have the little stripes up at the top and uh, the porsche rim that i have on mine is not 700 bucks and it's got more buttons and this doesn't have i don't think it has any kind of like hub like how do you connect it to a base kind of thing Looks you have like to bolt it onto a, a hub quick release type deal on the back there oh something. it does okay i see i can't I figure would, out which base it goes for but yeah, anyway it's probably pretty universal but it really looks kind of basic for what it is i mean i would compare it to my g920 almost with just in terms of looks on it and quality of the, the leather and everything okay Let's keep moving. David, we got a pre-order on a new product over at simracingstudio.com. This looks pretty neat if you want to add some uh, lining up. We've talked about several different LED options. Before. This one looks more designed for uh, for adding, I guess, flash, If you particularly if you're a streamer or something. There are LED strips that you can add to your rig, add to your monitors. Um, you can set them up to indicate RPM, speed, racing flags, basically almost all the colors of racing flags. Pretty neat little uh, LED strip option. Um, and there, if you already have uh, the SRS antenna box, you can just purchase the LED strips, I believe, or the add-on. $118. Yeah, that's a, on pre-order. Uh, this company, simracingstudio.com, we've talked about them before, but they're known for their wind products where they you can set up the little fans that blow wind on you depending on how fast you're going. Yeah, this is pretty neat. Uh, I stream, and um, even though I have the VR and you can't really see my face except for my mouth, uh, it would be pretty neat if I had these strips running down my rig and suddenly my entire face and, and body lit up in yellow every time we had a caution. Now, I have LED strips on the back of my triples and down above my pedals, but they're they're not hooked to the iRacing flags or anything like that. I have a little controller where I can pick what color. And it's kind of an ambiance thing, you know, it's for look. I really like how you how it can be used to tell you actual race and flag or a quicker car approach. And I think sometimes we all get in that little trance where you've been running so many laps, you don't realize something right away. And this, uh, this looks like it's pretty helpful. I mean, how are you going to miss those flashing lights? They're all the way around your monitor. Well, I got the Razor keyboard and it does the uh, flag color. And that's kind of just right up in front of me, so I see it pretty well. Um, 
Yeah, don't forget about those wind products. They got a, a, some really neat packages. They're about 300, 350 bucks. You can get uh, this wind thing where it blows the wind on you. Uh, yeah, so check it out, simracingstudio.com. All right, let's keep moving. Uh, Chris Scale, Micro Center Computers. Yeah, I'd say this rig would be perfect for someone. If you're just starting out in iRacing and if you're trying to get somebody started in iRacing, um, there's not a better deal than this. Um, microcenter.com, they're selling a next level racing challenge simulator seat for $250 plus it comes with a year membership to iRace. And it's a pretty basic seat, but it has your pedal holders, it has a wheel holder, the seat's adjustable, doesn't look particularly comfortable, but it looks pretty sturdy. And so it's 250 bucks. You have a, a seat, you know, a proper rig and a year of iRace. I don't think I've ever seen a rig that cheap and it's not bad looking for that price. Now, you do have to pick it up in their stores. Um, you can't ship it, but they do have quite a few, especially in like the, the Northeast and Midwest. And they have a couple, you know, some scattered in California and Texas. So that is one thing. You do actually have to pick it up. But yeah, I mean, for someone starting out, this sounds perfect. Yeah, I don't think we have micro centers here in Arizona. Um, but yeah, that's a good deal. I mean, the one-year subscription alone, that's over 100 bucks. So uh, if you consider that, and this is a 250 for the rig and the subscription, wow. Yeah, and I said, like I said, normally it's priced at 350, and I said for 250 now plus you get that that membership. I mean, that's yeah, that's awesome. It's kind of tempting me because I mean the closest store to me is Chicago, but I've been looking for a rig. I know I've talked to you guys about it. Well, this is the right price. Yeah, yeah it, it shows they're in stock in all their stores, so and you could just drive there and pick it up instead of waiting for you know something's probably coming from europe <laughs> yeah take a weekend trip with a friend over there and uh pick one of these up and i'd be curious to buy it just to see how comfortable that seat really is if it's actually any good or if you know for it instance, doesn't look this, comfortable but... this 267 lap nis race if i'm going to be having back spasms after it even if you bought that rig and threw the seat out and bolted a different seat on it you know it'd be a good deal I should put my I could put my full contain my race car in it and see what it does. I bet you yeah, I'd <laughs> sleep awesome. in that thing. I wonder about the subscription if you if you're existing you can add it to your existing account or it has to be a new account. I I'd probably bet it's probably get add to the existing so I would think they'd probably just give you some kind of gift card or something. Well, maybe I'll call on this and find out. It's actually, it's a code that that's printed out on your there you go. So they don't even need to know. <laughs> All right. Uh next up is uh, the SFX 100, we've talked about this before. It's the do-it-yourself motion uh, similar to the D-Box and uh, where you build it yourself and you print it, you know, 3D print it kind of thing. Uh, there's a lot of love on the forums. There's a bunch of guys that have actually done it. And um, I just wanted to mention it again. It seems like the it's very popular. It's the right price. If you know how to do 3, 3D printing and you're pretty good with it, you need to look this up. It's S fx-100 is what it's called okay let's keep moving nick tell us about this monster monitor the samsung crg90 you'll see looking at the picture of this thing it is huge and it's not cheap it looks like it's 1200 dollars on amazon right now well look at but the spec the specs there 1440p at 120 hertz is uh quite impressive for this and it looks like it's got some sort of curve to it. so uh i mean it's not quite I can't imagine you're going to get quite the view you'd get with triples, but it's got to be kind of a healthy medium. Yeah, if you're only doing one monitor, I would probably do something like this, but I, the specs are just amazing. I, I just got to say that. You do, you do not find 1440p monitors that are at 120 hertz. They just don't exist, guys. This is probably the first one of its kind. 
Uh, not to mention that 49-inch monitor is like pretty damn big. Like uh, my my triples, I think uh, measure about 81 long. This has got to be pretty close. Uh, and Samsung is the best brand for TVs, anyway. I think. All right. Well, let's keep moving. We're going to go into results next. Uh, we're going to finish up Phoenix in the NASCAR iRacing series. Uh, Thursday fixed. Nick P20. Yeah, um, I think we were all on the same page, you know, last week. Uh, I think almost up till Sunday, we were all struggling to get any decent finish or anything we were happy with. So P20 for me, caught up in people's incidents while trying to get up to the top 10 or so, and uh, I got lucky to get that top 20. All right, and I'm trying to, did I run? I can't even, I didn't write down my result. I think you ran, I think that's the one where they wrecked you out early. Yeah, that's probably why I didn't write it down. I was pissed. But uh, yeah, I remember being wrecked mm. out. Yeah, I think that's what happened. I don't. I think isn't this the one where you basically had the computer collapse on you? Oh, you that's had to delay right. The podcast. Yeah, you're right. So I had the computer problems. Let me update on that. Uh, I basically reinstalled Windows. It took a long time. Uh, the the computer's been awesome ever since. Super fast, super stable, not any crashes at all. And so that totally fixed the problem. So I had to do it where it erased all the apps and files and all that, like complete reinstall. But, uh, yeah, it's just humming along. But, uh, yeah, that's why I missed Thursday. So Friday, open, I ran. Uh, I lost Internet in the middle of the race. And what happened was uh, someone else in my house, in my family, uh, called the cable company about the cable box. They were having trouble making the television work. And so she called Cox and they, oh, I'll push a button and reset your router, you know. And sure enough, uh, you know, I lost four laps because of that and uh, P24. Hey, somebody sleeping on the couch that night. <laughs> well, I was pissed. I, I mean, I jumped up. I ran out there. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Because I had no idea what she was doing. She was on the phone with him right there. And I was just livid. And uh, But, you know, I, I apologize for blowing my top. But, boy, if you're an iRacer and that thing happens, it, it just drives you crazy. All right? Yep. I uh, managed to pull out a P12. Uh, got taken out. We were talking last week about somebody that took you and Nick out. Well, he took me out twice in this race. And I still, fortunately, wasn't hurt enough. And I was able to claw back up to 12th in the race. Uh, it was tough getting a balanced set. If you, if you made it loose enough you'd spin and if you didn't make it loose enough uh you would uh be tight so it was really hard to find a neutral set yep and uh, with all my struggles i decided to run a sunday open probably the first time all year uh man i got p24 i got caught up in a wreck it was nine minutes of optional damage uh david you got a dnf yeah um there was a couple of near crashes in front of me and i kind of i kind of get out of the way and just kept falling back and falling back and then i just got impatient twice decided i could go get some errand done since i already had the p12 i knew i wasn't going to beat it yeah i think you stuffed it in the wall and then you said okay i'm going to park it i hit it twice the second time i hit it pretty hard um yeah and it was it was just impatience and uh after having a decent run with the 12 and you're getting shuffled back because yeah, it, it was dodging, you know, other people getting into each other. It, the cautions never came out, and it just it it just didn't have the patience. There. Okay, and then Joe Owen got the best result out of everyone. P5, good run. Tony Rochette, P22. Uh, he had internet problems, as usual for him. Uh, put him seven laps down. He couldn't make it up. 
Tony, you had the same problem. Yeah, yeah. I, very rare for me too. I don't ever have internet problems, and right at right at the start of the race, it just booted me out. I come back, I was a couple laps down, and then I had a really weird um, passing under caution, which I didn't pass anybody, but it could have been an internet blip. Who knows? So I ended up being four laps down, and um, I was able to get three of those laps back. And uh, my my finish kind of sucked, but uh, that's one of my worst tracks is Phoenix. And I was just really impressed on how I was actually running there. The car had speed, had grip. I could drive pretty much anywhere I wanted to. Um, had I been able to get to the lead lap, um, I don't know if I could contend for any kind of win or anything like that, but a solid top 10 uh, would have been for sure. Yeah, you were just stuck laps down with those problems. But yeah, you're running, running good. Uh, Nick, you got a P9. Yep, I got the top 10 I wanted all week. It just took until the last opportunity to do it. Um, rode around in the back, which had been causing me problems earlier in the week, but I told myself to stay further off the pack and let the race come to me, and that it did. Towards the end there, I, we started getting some green, green flag runs as people had wrecked themselves out and uh, just used the setups with the tweaks we'd all made. And um, It was a little bit snug on old tires, but I think you got to imagine everybody was fighting that condition or being too loose so um just hung out and rode around and got p9 all right and then sunday fixed i got a p4 i finally turned it around i kept it clean all race so i don't getting caught up in wrecks uh there were lots of cautions at the end uh, i actually made my last stop for two tires 28 to go and the lefts were about eight laps old um but it worked and i just stayed out from that point on uh, caution after caution. Uh, I was high as uh, P2, but I ended up P4. Uh, what a recovery uh, after a horrible week with Pewter. I think my best result was like 24th all week. And so to come home with a top five, man, I'll take it. And then Nick, you got a P14. Yeah, yeah, I'd actually been running up into the top five in this race. Um, just hard racing late in the race. I can't really think of anything I did wrong, and I can't really think of anything the other guy did wrong. We just wrong spot at the wrong time but in the spot everybody wanted to be in and i got doored and pushed up the track and then there was a caution so i had damage i decided to stay out and see where it would shuffle me back to and uh got myself back up to p14 on a green white checkered but overall it was a good run for you, you came up through the field if i recall you started in the back and eventually you got up towards the front yeah, what I was doing was trying to stay in the back and let everybody kind of single file out. Because if we were going to wreck, it was going to be as a pack. Once everybody was single filed out, you didn't really have to worry until, you know, uh, we started cycling through pits. And so as people singled out, and I'd start picking people off one at a time. And I got into the top five, so I had to have passed 20-something cars at least for position. Yeah, yeah. You went by me uh, at one point. But, uh, man, I can't believe I got fourth by uh, some pit strategy there. All right, let's move on to Homestead. Man, I forgot it was full distance race, guys. Uh, Wednesday open. David, you got wrecked out. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to go the full distance. We had a couple of really nice green flag runs. I had run enough A opens that I got the set really balanced, and it finally, uh, I was I was running really well, and we had a pack of three in front of me. I think I was in 11th or 10th. Um, we had a car that was warpy. But we were spread out enough, I wasn't really saying anything about it. And um, then he net-coded into the guy in front of him. To him, it looked like he, the other guy checked up. He freaked out, ran into the ball, bounced off, and he destroyed me. So I definitely wasn't going to finish that race with it being full length, 30th. So 
uh, took off for the night. All right. And then, uh, Nick, you got P19, but ran as high as P. Yeah, I actually qualified in this race. Figured, you know, with the last couple of weeks, the way things have been going, the front would be the safest place here again, but being a little bit bigger than Phoenix. And it, it did seem to be. I was riding in the top two for the first couple laps till the first caution and then got a uh, passing the pace car penalty, which I swore the pace car was ahead of me because I was behind the leader. And I don't think the leader got penalized. So that's weird. Um, it was really weird. It put me a lap down because I had to serve a stop and go. But you know what? We came back and I was back up to P2 and P3 battling with those guys. And I just got a little too excited as a rookie might do and uh, bumped the wall off turn four, which shot me into the inside wall. Thankfully, I didn't collect anybody else with me and uh, just destroyed the car. I had five and a half minutes of damage on it and uh, didn't have time to do anything with 10 laps to go. So we just rode around underpowered and still finished 19th. That's pretty much what I did today. Uh, Thursday open, I ran P19. Uh, it was 160 lap green flag run at the beginning. So there were no cautions at all for forever. Um, but I actually got wrecked on lap 12 and a caution didn't come out. These guys wrecked ahead of me. I got door slammed on both sides. When I eventually did pit under green, it showed a minute and a half optional. Um, and my uh, RPM was at 1987 instead of 2000. And so anyway, I was riding around out there, and those guys were eating me up on the straightaway because of my damage. So um, there were three cautions after the 160 uh, green flag run. Um, and... Uh, after that, it, it went green to the end, and so it was top split. Uh, there were some pro guys in there. Uh, Justin Bolton actually won the race. He's one of the uh, pro guys. Uh, but those guys are fast, man, and it really, it really is a humbling experience when you get into the splits with these guys that are 5,000, 6,000, 7,000 I rating. And, uh, and then you have damage on top of it, man. Yeah, it is pretty humbling. Long race, man. It was like three hours long, uh, 267 laps. So, and this is it guys. This is the last week of the year. Uh, let's talk points real quick. David, you're the highest one, uh, out of everybody in the points. Uh, tell us how you're running. Uh, haven't taken a look cause I was going to wait until we got you're to like Miami. Six. Yeah. yeah well, I wanted I've... to look real quick so we can, we'll talk more next week. No, you're 10th. I've already dropped. I've fallen to 10th. Huh? The last time I had looked. Or is that 10th overall or 10th Division 2? 10th in Division. I'm 18th in Division 2. Interesting. Some people have uh, jumped up then the last couple of weeks because the drop weeks are fully enough. Any gains you make means you had a better race than uh, you did before. Looks like I have an opportunity to get maybe one more spot to 17th if I have another good run on one of the other open races, uh, maybe tomorrow night. So I'll try again. Uh, maybe I can get a few more points and uh, get to 17th. I guess it's not a bad seat. I've I've had I've had fun. It was frustrating seeing all the guys around me win and and not getting the wins, even though I was consistently running in the front the whole time. But I I broke through and got to there towards the end, and it was uh, close with Texas as well. So and that's running in those high splits with you. So I'm I'm pretty happy with the the season. Me too. I got four wins in the Open Series, so I'm pretty happy with it. Um, You're a uh, 51st overall um, between all divisions, Mike. And uh, David, you're right there at 31st overall. So that's it's really good. You guys might get Division One next season, hopefully. I don't know, man. I, I I remember finishing 18th overall in one year. I think what's happened is I haven't gotten better. 
I just think we have more drivers that are better than me. And so I've kind of gone down the standings, but it's not because I'm worse. It's just there's better drivers in the mix. That's my what I think anyway. You know, we'll get into it more deep, deeply, but we've had a lot fewer completely trash races, even with the tighter race. Maybe. All right. That may be just nostalgia kicking in or something, but I just, I remember being a lot more frustrated with the quality of the racing last year, but I didn't run fixed. Yeah, and I don't think I've ever had four wins in a year, so that's uh, a record for me, too. All right, well, let's jump into final thoughts. Final thoughts are actually sponsored by All Star Graphics, where you can get your personal or team racing stickers, car wraps, banners, and t shirts. They're the ones who did our stickers, guys. They're super high quality, top notch. All Star Graphics. All right, Chris Scales, final thought. Uh, NASCAR Heat Four is free to play this weekend. What? I got on, yeah, I got on there and played a bit earlier, and man, what a pile of hot garbage! And that's coming from someone that was playing NASCAR Heat before going to iRacing. So if you want to get on and see what kind of bullshit you could be doing instead of iRacing, check that out this weekend. You'll never complain to iRacing again. That's right. Go see how bad it is. It's bad. David Hall, final thought. One of our former guests uh, stays close in touch. He's with Midwest Graphics, and he designs these LED lights that are actually programmed to work with your spotter. Um, and he sent me a pair to test out on my Rift. I actually, during the podcast, plugged him in and installed the driver with him, and they have him have him running. I've got to go. I've got to run to uh, I guess Walmart or something and get some two-sided Velcro so I can mount him exactly where I want, and I'll be giving him a test. Giving them a test and letting you know, letting you guys know how it goes. And we might have a Scott sneak back on sometime and talk about it as well again. Yeah, and he's also got a version for actual monitors. You like put along the side of the monitor, right? Yeah, he had to change the software for the VR because if you try to use the one that you would set on a monitor, it will blind you. Aha. Uh-huh. All right. Well, uh, look forward to that. Nick Williams, final thought. Yeah, just uh, excited to see what we're going to do in our race tonight. Uh, it'll be my first round and fix this week here. And uh, another great week being a part of Tifosi Racing. Really enjoying being on the team. Really enjoying what you guys stand for as a racing organization. And uh, just really looking forward to see uh, how things progress. Yeah, it's uh, the end of the season. Wow, I can't believe it. Tony Groves, final thought. Well, I got to keep brief. I, the, the law was laid down in the Groves household. Um, my wife told me that uh, I can't hang out after the podcast because... She wants her because she has to race tonight. Um, this is this is too funny. Um, a lot of couples, you know, fight over financial stuff and all that other stuff. We're fighting over a damn rig and who gets to race. So um, she is certainly going to win tonight. But uh, looks like I might be in the market uh, a second setup here because I don't know how long I. Yeah, definitely time for a second rig, and it's definitely for us time for us to add a a female to the ranks when she starts playing regularly. There you go. Bring her on. All right, Will Gibson, final thoughts. I'm just over here still thinking about where I need to put my iRacers Lounge stickers. Uh, those things came out looking great. It's really cool to see all the pictures everybody posted on those. And uh, I just wish you guys the best of luck. I think I know I haven't raced a lot this year, but you guys have had a lot of success in NIS. And since I've been here, it seems like this is the best the team's done. And real excited to go into next season. Um, off off season, uh, I just can't wait for it to be over already. <laughs> Yeah, Winter Series League starts next week. Uh, I think some of us are going to participate in some of that. Looking forward to it. All right, my final thought is, wow, I'm really happy my computer is working. Uh, It was really a challenge last week. 
because I spent so much money on it. It was only a year old, and I was just frustrated by the the crashing. But it's really nice to have it rock solid and fast as can be. And in fact, it's so fast that streaming works. I always could never stream for some reason. It was real choppy, but I've tried to stream a little bit, guys. It seems to be working. And so you can find me on Twitch. It's Mike Dean Ellis, uh, or search, I think, Tafosi Racing, and you'll find it as well. But uh, we'll put it up on the Facebook page if you guys want to watch and, uh, and check it out, man. We'll see if we can get another win. And with that, see you on the track. Later. Thank you for listening to the iRacers Lounge Podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, Facebook, and Twitter. See you on the track.